everyone, and a very warm welcome to Season 2, Episode number 5 of Conversations in Momentum, brought to you by the teams at Momentum Transport Consultancy and Momentum Transport Canada. I'm Joe Tang. And I'm Amini Kuss. So we're having some beautiful weather today and uh, have been over the last few weeks, and it's been great to see people out and about enjoying the sunshine. As part of this, we've been seeing people making the most of some lovely public spaces that we've got around us, and many of which we've actually worked on at Momentum. So that's always incredibly pleasing and rewarding to see. I agree, Joe. And I think uh, we also start to see a lot more people walking and cycling in our city uh, as summer comes, and which is really fantastic and actually leads us quite nicely into uh, today's topic for the podcast. So for those of you uh, who are listening, we're recording this a couple of weeks after the London Walking and Cycling Conference, which happened early June in London. And the opening plenary of that conference included some really interesting speakers, uh, which are Will Norman, uh, the London Walking and Cycling Commissioner, Lee Waters, the Deputy Minister for Climate Change for Wales, and Orla Campbell, Head of Regional Engagement at Active Travel England. So that must have been quite an interesting uh, panel to start the conference. Today, we're going to be joined by two of our Momentum team to hear about the conference and what those speakers had to say, but also to find out more about a site in London that Momentum has been working on for some considerable time now uh, and that we've been working to make more walking and cycling friendly. So we're really proud uh, to share this uh, this project and we actually presented it as well at the conference in a project showcase uh, session. Absolutely. It should be a really interesting episode. And especially given the fact that the site that Amelie's teased there is based on a project that's just about to go live. So um, yeah, hopefully very prevalent and should be a really good one. To help us talk through it today, we're welcoming Derek Griffiths and Claudio Basari to the podcast. Derek is a director at Momentum and leads our engineering team. And Claudio is an associate in our project uh, transport planning team. So a big welcome to both of you. Thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you. Good afternoon. Thank you, Joe. Thanks, both. Um, to start us off then, as you no doubt know, we always ask our guests to start with a personal transport-related story. So Derek, as you were guesting on our podcast a few months ago, I won't ask you to repeat the same story over again. But for Claudio, we'd love to hear from you. And uh, yeah, if you've got a transport-related story or anecdote to share with us, it'd be lovely to hear it. I do. It's it's a very recent story from uh, Bologna, the city where I did my um, university studies, and they recently become the biggest city in Italy to put a blanket limit of 30 kilometers per hour or 20 miles per hour um, across the whole urban area, which is, I think, a great step forward for the city and for Italy as well. Thank you for that, Claudio. That's uh, really interesting, and uh, hopefully more cities in Italy will take that, that step now and we can look forward to hearing from you on our next podcasts. Um, so we're going to move to the topic of the London Walking and Cycling Conference. And we're going to start with you, Derek. Uh, since you attended the, the conference, um, can I ask you what were your key takeaways from it? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Emily. And uh, it's a pleasure to be here today. Uh, thanks for inviting me again. Um, I think one of the um, Pecha Kucha sessions was led by LB uh, Lambeth. They've got a, a fairly groundbreaking uh, curbside um, curbside strategy, which 
has got some really interesting ideas about recognizing um, how the curbsides of well, our, our, the whole of our city, but really the whole of our urban environment kind of um, stacks up. And they put a really interesting stat, which was that 94% of Lambeth's um, curbside space is given up to managing parking. Um, but that plays against only 40% of Lambeth residents actually having a car. Um, and so I think there is clearly an imbalance here and it's an imbalance that I think um, we at Momentum are, are fairly well well versed with, but I think it's a really interesting uh, stat um, and one that that Lambeth are recognising, um, but one that could be replicated across the whole of the well, certainly the whole of London, the whole of our big and small conurbations. Um, I think the second piece there was Lambeth said their curbs would stretch if they went end to end from London to Edinburgh. So I think just, just thinking about that and thinking about how much opportunity we have to really change our streets, um, I think that really chimed to me as a designer. That is quite a ferocious amount of curbside space, isn't it? Um, but yeah, definitely something that's interesting to hear from their end and uh, it would be interesting to see if other boroughs end up taking that same approach in the future. Um, it uh, sort of links us in quite nicely to some of the items we're going to be talking about regarding our own um, project that we're going to be discussing on this. Now, on the subject of that conference, Momentum, we're presenting at it and um Derek, you must have been very proud to have Neith Sutherland, a senior engineer in the team, presenting details of, of this project that we've touched upon. And it's one that yourself and Claudia have both been very heavily involved in over the years and I imagine very close to both your hearts. Um, Neve's presentation was on reclaiming the highway, taking a bold action to create new space for pedestrians and cyclists in Westminster. So, Derek, without giving any more spoilers away from my end, um, would you be happy to set the scene of the project that Neve presented and then we'll dive into it in a bit more detail? Yeah, absolutely, Joe. And I think I've got the easier easier stint here because Neve was asked to present that as a Petra Kucha. So the idea of doing 20 slides in 20 seconds, um, yeah, it was uh, outstanding um, and probably super stressful as well. So at least I've got a little bit of a little bit less stress uh, today. So, yeah, Allington Street, uh, Nova, um, it's immediately to the north of Victoria train station. Um, Momentum have been involved with uh, Landsec scheme um, for, well, since we, since we were founded 11 or so years ago. Um, so this island site, stretches um and is bounded by buckingham palace road bresenden place uh victoria street that that also encompasses um london's inner ring road um as well so very vehicle dominated space um but also one with a huge number of sort of opportunities for sustainable transport what with the train links with the coach station with with all the bus services that run through that space so that's that's interesting, and it actually doesn't sound so much of a great project showcase for walking and cycling. Hearing from it, you talked about the rail station and the bus connections and the roads. So, can you tell us what what's changing? Uh, and and I'm turning to Claudio for this one. So, can you tell us what what has changed with our project? 
Yes. So Derek, as Derek said, it was a very, very cool dominated um, environment, although um, in, it had been closed for for about 10 years. So since 2011 to, to be used as part of the um, works for the improvement to Victoria uh, tube station. So when we, uh, five years ago, when we got to design and develop the next stage of the uh, Nova estate, um, that area became a clear opportunity to create a much better completion and a much better space for the Nova estate rather than um, a vehicle dominated road. So some of those functions for vehicles, although had to be retained that it was a fairly um, long negotiation with the nearby theater to understand their servicing requirement and that we could accommodate them into the uh, newly developed Allington Street. Um, and the result of that was the creation of a um, time-based access system and booking system to be operated in conjunctions between the Victoria Palace Theater and Nova that allows to concentrate deliveries for the theater in the morning and then close the street in the afternoon and evening and leave it to um, almost as a completely pedestrianized area um, for for afternoons and, and evenings. So yeah, really interesting stuff, Claudio. Thank you. And, and um, yeah, a great example linking back actually to the earlier points that Derek was touching upon in terms of curbside activity and um, how that all feeds into the operations of, of that whole area. Um, if I'm right in thinking, it also impacted on the wider network as well. Obviously, you're sort of, you know, taking out Allington Street and making that a lovely cycle route and pedestrianized area. And, and also that has onward impacts, um, which, you know, affect the likes of Victoria Street um, with elements such as a bus contraflow there. So I, I was wondering if you'd be happy to talk about that in a bit more detail. I'll take that one, Claudio. Um, yeah, um, obviously, to 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 try and isolate and find a way of freeing up Allington Street as a as a as a street for public realm really meant that we needed to look more widely at the at the wider network. Um, Allington Street had previously been used by by buses, as we mentioned, by deliveries and servicing. So we really need to look needed to look for a solution to remove or manage those functions um and one of the key ways we looked to do that was to provide a a bus link that effectively ran against the flow of the one-way uh, traffic that we had on victoria street to effectively allow those buses to turn um and uh avoid allington street so that solved one problem but it created another one i.e we needed to entirely redesign um two fairly significant signalized junctions within central london um put an additional uh traffic uh additional traffic stages through those junctions which obviously impacted on uh, capacity impacted on pedestrian uh crossings um and really um and obviously constrained uh, the area even further um, from a general traffic point of view. Um, but it also provided those opportunities to do better in all of those cases and to really look at a vehicle-dominated space, how could we create new 
new spaces uh, and new crossings for pedestrians. Yes, and overall probably reduced the um, journey time for each bus around the area for about one or two minutes for each of them, which in the, in the context of central London is a, quite a significant um, result. And as, as Derek said, I think all the knock-on effects of eliminating what were previously designed uh, staggered crossing and creating a new large crossing, which is more aligned with the main pedestrian flows between um, well, Victoria Street and uh, Victoria Stations, as well as looking at some of the um, safety issues around some of the side road junctions like um, Carlisle Place, kind of in- introducing and redesigning this junction gave us the opportunity to look more widely um, at all those issues. Thank you, Claudio. And um, I have another question on, on cyclists. We haven't talked too much about uh, the space for them and how they move around all these complicated and contradictory transport networks. So what, what happened with the project in terms of cycling space? I think in the baseline scheme, in essence, or what, or what's been the case for the last 10 years is that cyclists have had a gap of about 40 or 50 meters between um, Allington Street and Bresenden Place, where where they literally have no way of actually cycling um, in a um, eastbound direction. So if you were if you were arriving at Victoria Station and wanted to just quickly jump on your bike and go to Parliament Square, um, to do that legally, you'd have to basically travel along a loop of probably a kilometer to get to where you're going, which is obviously a long way from sort of sustainable ideals. Um, So the Contraflow really helped resolve that gap and allowed us to provide that link um, in the eastbound direction and also really added value to some of the additional, the existing um, cycle provision in the area. So Allington Street had... Uh, some cycle hire docks within it all of a sudden those cycle hire docks become accessible in terms of traveling east um also nova's um cycle parking facilities in their basement are all serviced from allington street as well again previously you'd been expected to push your bike down the footway um and what we would have anticipated is that that wouldn't necessarily have happened and you'd have got cyclists basically either cycling on a footpath or taking their life in their hands and cycling on the road, neither of which we want to want to encourage. So resolving that um, has certainly improved one of the cycle links in that, in that area. That sounds like a really market change and uh, yeah, really great to hear, especially as a cyclist myself in that area. So I'll, I'll look forward to giving that a try sometime on a bike. Um, I'd be really interested to hear from both of you regarding your thoughts on whether you feel the project has been successful in meeting its aims, uh, what's on the ground today, how does it look at, at present and what there is still to do in and around the site? Yeah, I think so. It's been a clear um, game changer. I think it kind of demonstrates how the, what a process and how to transfer priority from vehicles to, to people and cyclists, even in relatively recent schemes, as the overall master plan of the area was designed and built 
in the last decade, and this is kind of an, an update and a step forward um, on that. And I think as part of the transport assessment, which was written in 2018, um, that was one of the first documents in London to start to utilize the healthy streets indicators, although still in a very high level uh, way because they were still being developed by TfL themselves. But that was very appreciated in the discussions with Transport for London and um, the GLA, which I think links to the next key element, which I think is building um, consensus across multiple stakeholders, which were Westminster City Council, uh, Transport for London, and the other um, trans transport users of the area, with a kind of evidence-based and systematic approach and with the support of uh, an interested uh, client like the Nova developers. So I think some of the one part of has its met, met its aims is still still waits to be seen because we haven't been able to see we haven't seen it open yet it will open in imminently in the next few weeks um and that'll be one of the one of the final pieces of the jigsaw to really opening up the site and i think then we'll really see um some of the new pedestrian desire lines open up through the area um and people really been able to embrace access um across that nova island um yeah i it all all, all things point to it being uh, a really positive change casual derek it was really interesting it has been a Really great to hear about this detailed work. And it's also quite rare that we have an opportunity to discuss a project that is just about to be built on the ground and that we can experience. So we look forward to, to going there and to seeing the Allington Street project built in a, in a couple of weeks. Um, can you also tell us if uh, there's a, a space where we can find out more about this project, maybe on our website or? Yeah. So the whole Nova project, including this one, is one of the key case studies um, featured on on our website and, and in, in the portfolio section of that and the commercial development section of that. Yeah, thank you very much both. It's been great to have you along today. Um, yeah, hugely uh, interesting one given that it's right in the heart of the centre of London and you know hugely impactful for pedestrians, for cyclists, for public transport. Um, yeah, really really groundbreaking stuff so great to hear about it and we hope you the listener have enjoyed the podcast as well as always we'll be keeping the conversations going on the likes of linkedin but for now it's bye from all of us at conversations and momentum and we'll see you next time thank you very much for joining us